You're listening to Force Friends Rewatch, a Star Wars TV show podcast. From Rebels to Resistance and The Mandalorian to Ewoks, we've got you covered. Here's your warning, there will be spoilers. And there will be swearing, because our host just gets so gonk darn excited to talk about these good, good shows. Welcome to Force Friends Rewatch. I'm your host, Andy, and Ryan is unavailable. On Force Friends Rewatch, we watch Star Wars television shows, and then we talk about them. We are currently covering every Mandalorian-themed episode of Star Wars TV, from Clone Wars through Rebels, and we are now covering Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 6, 7, something like that? The Believer. But before we get into that, we have a guest. We're joined by, uh, you know him on Twitter as Jerry the Cannon Junkie. He is on the Bombad cast and Hyperfocus. How's it going? Oh, Andy, how's it going? Thank you so much for having me on. It's so good to be here. And uh, I'm excited to, you know, don't feel bad about not like what episode are we on? Are we on seven or eight? Because with Mandalorian, it's all I know is chapters. That's all it right. is. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's like, it's 15, right? Is that the, maybe it's, what chapter are we on now? I don't know how, how many, how many chapters are we going to go in this novel? Um, but no, hey, it, thank you so much for having me, Andy. It's, it's great to be here. So I met you because Brian from Pink Milk went right. on Hyperfocus. Yes. And uh, I'm a big Pink Milk fan and I saw Brian tweet about it and I was like, I don't know what that show is, but. I'll tune in and uh, immediately fell in love with Hyperfocus. It's an incredibly oh, uh, heartfelt you're too and kind. That, show. Oh, thank you so much. And, and then from there, I got into Bombadcast. And your your co-host uh, from Bombadcast is also great. So, yeah, I, I love you guys. Scotty's okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I guess he's he, we, we, he put up with me. Uh, in Chicago, and and now I guess we we put up with each other for no. I'm just kidding. Scotty's Scotty's the best. I, I love the guy. He, but, uh, he's a teacher, right? So he needs some compliments. He is. Kids are so he cruel. Is. Yeah, no, and he's and he's a Catholic school teacher as well. And so I don't know if he has to wear the nun outfit, and like if he's I, wrapping kids on the knuckles or something with a ruler. I'm not sure. I don't think so, but I wouldn't put it past Scotty, honestly. So I like to ask guests this question. Like, how did you get into okay. Star Wars? Because everyone's first Star Wars was was typically something different. I the the first memory I think I really have of Star Wars is I, I believe we was at we were at one of my grandparents' house houses uh, when I was I forget how old I was. I'm a I was a young, young youngster. Um, but I I. I, honestly, I I wasn't much of a Star Wars guy until uh, the early '90s. I was born in '87, okay, and uh, uh, I was a Ghostbuster kid, like Ghostbusters, okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, dinosaurs, things like that. You know, random stuff like that. Um, but the first memory I have of Star Wars, I remember being scared of the Dagobah scenes at one of my grandparents' house. 
Um, and I'm like, most of my family's there for some reason. They're like, Oh, this is star Wars. Here you go. Look at this. And, and you know, I also had another cousin at another, at his, at my aunt and uncle's house showed me the duel on Bespin. So I get, I had a lot of like, uh, you know, and I don't know how he did that because there was no YouTube back then and stuff. I don't know if it was just on TV, if he put, if he had a VHS or something, the VHS had just come out around that time, I think. Um, but, you know, I so it, it was so it was always there. Um, yeah. The the action figures hadn't really started coming back out, but they start like there were these. Uh, you remember Bendems, like the bendable no. figures and stuff. There were these little like it, bendable action figures, basically like you know, action like Stretch Armstrong, a little but not stretchy. Like okay. it was if you and if you bent them too much, the wire would start to poke out of the elbow and stuff. It was pretty dangerous and great, you know. Which is the '90s and stuff. It's there was probably they were probably just chock full of lead as well. But I remember having a uh, a stormtrooper, a Darth Vader, and and uh, 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 and a Chewbacca that my parents got me before I remember even watching any of the movies. Right. Okay. Um. But but yeah, no, I I think once the the and I have it really close by here. Once the faces edition, like the last, the last release of the what people call the the, uh, like the original cuts and everything, I think they released the last VHS set of them in '94, and my parents got that, and I remember watching the heck out of that all the time. I would just be watching them all of the time, and so that that's what I grew up with was those yeah. those editions, those VHSs. And and I'm a weirdo in that I am not against the special editions at all. In fact, I'm a very avid. I have a shirt uh, that I made for the Bombad cast uh, on our T Public that I think I am the sole owner of. I literally think I'm the sole owner <laughs> of this. It's it, and it says special edition purist. And um, that's just I, I love to say that I'm a special edition purist. I love I, I'm I'm OK with all the special edition stuff. And I feel like I'm the only person I think it should it should all exist. But that's that's a there's a fun fact about me. Right. Is that I've for some reason I glommed onto all that. I even have the special edition 1995 edition job of the hut with me as I speak. The, the toy that came out in 1995. From yeah, from a new hope, right? I think yeah. I pulled it out on my yeah. podcast before. It's uh, it, it, that He's stuff's all looking. very near and dear to my heart. He's very weird, and I, I you've probably heard this, but but for for your listeners and stuff, I call him Michael Chickless Jabba because I think that the tan, where the tan turns green, goes farther up. As he looks, he looks just he just looks a little like Michael Chickless from the Shield, to me, and that's I'm sorry, Michael Chickless. Um, I mean, Please you're not don't. wrong, though. Right? Can you see it? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not, like, and I mean, I mean, that's hardly the worst thing I think Michael Chiklis is. I mean, Family Guy had that joke. I don't know if I'd say famously, but I remember they had the joke where Michael Chiklis just looks like a, a penis. And um, that was, uh, that was interesting. I'm, so, I, I'm, I'm in the weeds already. I'm in the weeds no, already. No, that's fine. Already, that's fine. So that's why we're here. <laughs> uh, but so anyway. if, did the... I know, I know. Bomb Adcast, you guys are prequels stands. Did yes? Do you remember like seeing the prequels, and were you like hardcore right away? Oh yes, like 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 I said, like my parents took me to see all of the spe- like when the when they all re released in '95 for the special editions. 
that I think I think is when I fell in love in love. And that's probably why I love them so much, because I remember like that was the first time I remember in my life that Star Wars came back with a vengeance. And I mean, like in, in the best possible way. And um, you had like there were toys at Taco Bell. I think mm-hmm. I don't think they had the try like the Taco Bell, the trifecta of Taco Bell, Pizza Hut and KFC. That was for the the prequels and stuff. But when the by the time the prequels came out, I was indoctrinated and I was it was even bigger. It was even bigger uh, that we've got these new movies coming out. Look, here's here's an, uh, the Phantom Menace. I was in love. I was, again, going to all the fast food places. Um, you know, it's really I was I was big into the uh, the capitalism of the day of that. And, uh, I was begging my parents to go try to get all the toys you know, and I remember Prequels going to Walmart. Merchandise was Dude, so I, bizarre. The so merchandise bizarre. So, so bizarre for Phantom Menace, but also I think it's some of the best merchandising they've done for any of the films in my lifetime because it was everywhere. That was the, that was the, you know, the, the people have the, uh, uh, Memories of going and seeing the Return of the Jedi just wall of action figures. That's what it was like for me, except for it was Phantom Menace, right? I mean, it was just a sea of like that cool red box with Darth Maul and everything. And I, I've I've actually gotten a few of the Black Series 50th anniversary special editions, you know, that are packaged in like the Phantom Menace ones. I've got a Jar Jar, a, a Mace, and a, a Battle Droid currently. That's and awesome. it's, I mean, I, I loved it. And I I knew nothing of the hatred for any of these films until I got out of high school, which I graduated in 05, right? And uh, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, I graduated in 05. My graduation present was tickets to go to opening night with my best friend, like by ourselves for uh, Revenge of the Sith. And so Revenge of the Sith was the first one I saw on my own, technically. Um of any of these films. And uh, again, until I got out of high school and started working at a a movie theater and, you know, I found out, Oh, not everyone loves these films. And a lot of people really don't like Jar Jar. My goodness. That's, that's, I don't understand why, but uh, that was, that was kind of always my, that was kind of always my thing on it. And I'm not going to fault anyone because you know, I'm, there are things you don't, you don't have to love Jar Jar Binks, but I do a, a show that is, Jar Jar Binks themed because it is called the Bombad Cast, and so but yeah, yes, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm a big stan, and I, I, I I've always loved a, a lot of this universe. There's a lot of this universe that I, I, I try to say, you know, like I'm, I'm not sorry that I love most of it, but I love most of it. The one thing I think that made me not mad, but I was like, really, what uh, was the uh, 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 what do you call them? The uh, helicopter lightsabers from from Rebels. But even that, now I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's space It's it's space wizard physics. It doesn't matter. Physics shouldn't matter. And anyway, um, it, in in Rebels, I remember thinking like, oh well, that's a bit much. But now that yeah. I've seen it in like the Lego games and uh, in Star Wars Visions, there's a oh uh, umbrella lightsaber that does the hover. And I'm here for it. Like it won me. I'm over. all for it too. Yeah, and that's the. I mean, that's the thing where it's. I, I know a lot of people. They eventually like 
like you, the Disney era, quote unquote, I don't even like calling it the Disney era, but the, just this new era of Star Wars that we've got since the acquisition of Lucasfilm, you know, you've got a lot of people who are finding, I think, their uh, their wall of that's I can't tolerate, blah, blah, blah. And a lot for a lot of people, it's really bad stuff. <laughs> but, but um, you know, I just I don't know if there is that for me when it comes to Star Wars. I'm almost now at this point, I remember being like, oh, they better not do anything weird with the new films. Like they better have the transitions and they better not do. I remember thinking they need to not do flashbacks ever because people were talking about like right after like uh, uh, Force Awakens. Everyone was like, it takes place right after Force Awakens. Like, what are they going to do a flashback or like what, what's going to how are we going to find out stuff? And I remember being so vehemently against it. Um, but now just where we are with Star Wars and the stories we've been able to get, I, I'm almost the guy who's sitting back going, I, what do you got? Give it to me. You know, um, I don't know. That's, that's I, my rambly, that's my rambly treatise on, uh, uh, how I feel about everything Star Wars. <laughs> I think for a lot of fans there is a feeling that if they don't engage with everything, then they're not a real fan or they're somehow less of a fan or they don't have the street cred. And so they'll read or watch or play things that they don't enjoy and they'll force themselves to finish it. So that way they can say they did it, but then they'll, be pissed off because it was Star Wars that they didn't enjoy. <laughs> and it's like, which isn't a hey, good thing. Hey, like if forces of destiny isn't for you, that's fine. Like, don't, don't watch it. Like if, yeah, if the high Republic era isn't like your cup of tea, if you really love the like pilots and troopers of Star Wars and you don't enjoy the kind of mystical Jedi stuff, don't force yourself to read a bunch of comics and books that you're not going to like, like, like just right. be like, Oh, that's, that's cool, but it's not for me. And like, I'm just gonna, you know, wait for the Cassian show. Like that's fine. Um, yeah. and I had to realize that just because I was running out of time. Like when the new Canon started, oh. I was like, Oh, I'm going to read everything. And when it was a right. couple novels a year and a couple comics, that was fine. But then I graduated college and started seminary and yes. then I got an adult job and it was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> like, well, and there's, it's, there's it's that moment when you get an comics. adult job where you're like, I can't afford this and you miss some things and you're like, where the hell even are we now? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm more zealous with my time. I don't read everything. Uh, I do three podcasts. Which you shouldn't. So, yeah, I pick the stuff that I want to read. I pick the stuff I want to play and uh, I make sure it's stuff that I think I'm really going to enjoy. And I can say, like, yeah, I love this uh, this era of Star Wars. There's there's something for everyone. Um, And you shouldn't feel like you have to engage with all of it. You should just pick the stuff that like hits for you. But there is something for everyone right now with Star Wars, which is awesome. Absolutely. That's it's it's a beautiful time. I mean, I know, like, I know a lot of people will get like bogged down with the, you know, there's, there's a lot of, oh, there's too much negativity. There's too much, this there's too much that. And, and there is that side that if you choose to focus on it, and I, I have in the past of, well, there's all these, you know, racist, homophobic, all these just like terrible, horrible people 
who are using their like uh, uh, hatred and like putting it onto Star Wars and saying like, oh, well, this isn't my Star Wars because it's got these things in it. That 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 is terrible. But at the same time, there is so much that they're putting in these stories now to bring, um, I think, more people into it. People from different backgrounds and different walks of life. And it, it's beautiful and I love it. And I, I'm it, it's I just that's the thing. It's it. Star Wars now is for everyone unless you're probably a hateful person. <laughs> so <laughs> not, to, not to get too much into that. Uh, yeah. And like. But just l- you, let Star but, Wars into your heart and let it let let the love shine through, man. That's all I got to say. Especially if you have a platform, you should call that stuff out when you see it. Yeah. But you're it's also not. Anyone's responsibility to like engage with that aspect of the fandom 24 7 right like, when i do see people be like i've had oh, to tell had to myself leave. that yeah absolutely yeah when i've seen people be like oh i had to leave the star wars fandom it was too too negative like people were complaining all the time or people were being uh like assholes and it's like look i get it i'm a non-binary star wars fan like right. i get it but that's what the block button is for and like it's it, you can curate it yeah my my Star Wars fandom is full of queer, joyful people who enjoy Star Wars. And, uh, like, yeah, I try and call, you know, the shit out when I see it. But I also will realize something happened in the fandom because I'll see people reacting to it and I will not see it on my, my, my timeline unless <laughs> right. I go looking for it because I have all the right people blocked. That's, see... That that's the way to do it for your mental health and all of that, yeah. you know. Um, and as we all know, I mean, as Yoda says, you know, if into the security recordings you go, only pain will you find. And you you don't need to. You, we we don't always need to do that. Uh, it, again, if you have a platform, yes, call it out. But you, you don't have to be Atlas trying to lift, put the whole world on your shoulders and stuff like yeah. do, like make sure you're taking care of yourself as well and not going and seeking out all of this as well. So have you been to a celebration? I actually have. I went to, so I've only gotten to go to one and it was celebration 2019 in Chicago. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. See, this is, this is, this is so insane. This is what I kind of love. And also, uh, 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 look back and like wish that we all could have known each other at the time because there's so many people that I'm like, I would have loved to hang out with. Like I went to celebration Chicago on my own actually. Um, and that's actually, I, that's how I met Scotty, Scotty and, and, uh, his, his lovely, lovely fiance, Katie, um, took me under their wing basically. And just kind of like, let me hang out with them like a little lost puppy. And, uh, the rest as they say is history. But so, so, okay. So was that your, was it your first? That was my well, you said, first. You said that was your only, first and only. Yeah. So my dad and I had always talked about going to a celebration together. My right. my dad isn't super nerdy, but he likes Star Wars. And he knows that like that's kind of my thing. And so yeah. the plan was when I finished seminary, I think it was celebration 2016 or 2017. Right. We were going to go to that together. Uh, that didn't happen because I came out of the closet. Uh, Ah, so it, it, it was, it was not a thing. A bunch of my friends went without me. 
which is fine. Um, they shouldn't miss it because I couldn't afford it, and my dad was not going to go with me anymore. But oh. then, um, Evan and I, Evan is my fiance. We went yeah. in 2019. And okay, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, you're it welcome. Was, it was there was like this bittersweet moment of like I was supposed to be here with my dad, and like it kind of is a bummer that it's my first celebration and he's not here with me. But then I was like, I'm here with my favorite person in the world. This is fine. It's um, it's it's a that's that seems like again, it, it seems like an uh, the best trade off you can do for that. Yeah. And and like. Evan likes Star Wars. Evan isn't the biggest Star Wars fan in the world, but like right. we had a blast together. Like we had such a good That's time. That's fantastic. Um, co-host. That's Ryan. what matters. That's what matters too. It's just going and having a blast and, and being with yeah. people that, that care about you and stuff. That, that is what I loved about that celebration is finding people who, who, I mean, I've, I've created lasting relationships with and stuff, you know, and uh, it, it's, it's more than just a nerd convention. It feels like, like it, it, if I get to go to the next one, I'm starting to worry about that. I may not be able to go to the next one just financially, but, uh, and if it happens, but if I get to go to the next one, I'm so excited to get to meet some people, you know, like get to, 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 to hang out with people who I talk to on a daily basis, just online and stuff. Just, it, it just, it feels like, the next one, if I get to go, is going to be summer camp, and I don't know if you feel that. If you if you are even planning on going, or if but that to me, it just feels like it's going to be summer camp. Co-host Ryan has been to almost every celebration. Like he has been to uh, an absurd amount, and oh, wow. uh, hanging out at the last celebration because um, yeah. we were five hundred first buddies. Uh, oh, nice. He lives in California. I live in Maryland. We were having such a good time at Celebration, like reconnecting and hanging out in person. By the end of it, I was like, do you want to start a Star Wars podcast? Like, I love this so much and I want to keep in touch with you. Like, let's yeah. let's do a Star Wars podcast together. So that's like how Force Friends came to be. And that's I feel like beautiful. we made so many podcasting friends now and like Twitter friends that like, like you were saying, uh, Celebration feels like more than a con. And, like, with these online relationships and, like, connections we've made, the next the celebration... The past several years as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, is, is going to be summer camp. Like, running around and seeing as many people as we can from the Star Wars fan community that, like, we talk to on Twitter all the time. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Not to mention the epic karaoke that I'm... I am certain will happen... Just from from conversations I've seen around the Twitter sphere, if that's a word I can use, um, yeah. I know there is a big need. People are like, we need to do some kind of karaoke or something. I don't know, and I will get up there, make a fool of myself. I don't care. I mean, I see. I think I sing pretty good, frankly, but um, <laughs> but I will get up there and shake my ass and all that kind of stuff just to just to have fun with all Love you it. people. But anyway, anyway, I it's. It's a, it's the, there's a lot of darkness in the world, but it is a good time to uh, have all these online friends and people in our lives. Yeah, it's a, a peek behind the, the curtain with Force Friends is because of uh, Ryan's like crazy work schedule. We tend to record really far in advance. 
And because of the nature of news and current events and stuff, by the time we're recording, or by the time an episode is releasing, typically, like, current events have already happened and the discourse has moved on. Right. So we don't, we tend not to, like, get in the weeds in current stuff. I mean, maybe I'll tweet about it from the podcast page if I feel like, you know, this is a Star Wars discourse thing that should be commented on. But we don't get to talk about it on air a lot. And just because of the nature of that, I I almost feel like that might be a good thing that people can just come to this podcast. They know we're not really going to get into current discourse. We're just going to talk about Star Wars. And if it's relevant to the episode, we'll talk about it. But otherwise, you know, if it's a thing happening right now, we recorded this three weeks ago. So... (laughs) We didn't talk about it. Um, but yeah, with, with Bombadcast and Hyperfocus, do you feel like you guys have to kind of weigh in on stuff more often than not? I mean, it's definitely come up. Uh, you know, there's there's been times where we've tried to stay out of stuff in our early days. not And not from, because, of, oh, well, we, you know, I, I mean, th- we I, there was a time where you know we would like well let's just stay out of it and and make our way but there there came a point um a couple of years ago where we were just like look we got to like i forget something big happened in the fandom not to not to get into the weeds on that or anything and and we were just like no that's wrong and we have to start standing up about stuff and i mean surprise enough to us we gained enough of a following that it, it Again, like you said, like it's it's something that you don't want to you want to play your cards right. And I don't mean to make it sound so like <laughs> like we're gambling or like not caring about certain things. But, you know, you want to you want to make sure that you're not feeding into something that is going to cause more pain. But you want to make sure that you are creating most of all a safe space. Uh, for people to come and talk about Star Wars with you, but also to let people know, look, we aren't going to take any any bullshit and stuff, yeah. right? Like we're not gonna we're not gonna sit here and just say that, oh uh, yeah, okay, they're good, whatever. And we're we're going to make sure that again. And and we actually did an episode. We I think after we our our first year, a year of Bombad. Um, and honestly, let me see. We started. Uh, summer of 2019. So it really, it feels it. I don't think that's been that long, frankly, but, uh, you know, we had, uh, an episode where we had people send us in like, you know, kind of what, what does stay bomb bad mean to you? Which is our, that's, if you watch our show, that's our phrase is stay bomb bad. Uh, that's how we end each show. And we had a lot of really heartwarming and interesting answers. Stay bombad. It's got Scotty's got a few, and, and so we've had. I've had to clean it up a little bit because um, I used to be a youth minister and stuff, but I do have a little bit of a dirty mouth and stuff here <laughs> as of late. And uh, Scotty's got a lot of students that watch our show, but we we had students and and just people really reach out to us and say like, staying bombad to me means being positive and 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 sharing stuff that you love with other people and uh, uh, really just being kind of a, a, a bit of a, a light to people and stuff like that, you know, like making sure that you're, you're 
she, I don't know. We, we had a lot of really heartwarming responses. And so that, I, I was not prepared for that. And honestly, like you, you, I think you actually, Andy, if I may call you out, uh, messaged me after a, uh, an episode of, I think it was the episode with Brian of Hyperfocus. Yeah. And I have to tell you, that meant the world to me. Because if there's one thing I want to do with my life, it is to make people feel safe and comfortable and, and be, be someone who uh, is someone that you, can, that you can rely on, someone that you can talk to, someone who, you know, that, that's always been something I've been striving for, you know, whether I'm doing ministry or right now not, whatever. I want to be someone who is constantly, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm patting myself on the back now. Um, well, but but like, I, I I do have to tell you that 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 meant the world to me because uh, that that's all I want to do is to just have fun, but also just I want people to feel safe. I want people to feel welcome when they're around me. I um the the thing that happened was like uh, I uh, I came on the the uh, the hyperfocus live stream. Yes, and you just like invited me on, and you immediately picked up on the fact that I was non-binary and like, you got my pronouns right. And I felt really welcome. And I like, appreciate it. I, I had, I had just come from work. I looked very mask. Uh, I, <laughs> I have a pretty masculine voice, but like Brian, you know, very like kind of subtly like dropped. Oh, like I love them. And you like, there's a moment on your face where you like clock it and you're like, gotcha. And like you, you nailed it. And I, I shot you a message afterwards, like, hey, it was super cool. I felt really welcomed. And, like, when it comes to this sort of thing with, like, having a platform and, like, wanting to be a positive space, but also, like, wanting to, you know, call out the right kind of bullshit when it needs to right. be called out. It Like, for me, the sort like, I think you guys do a good job of, like, drawing that line. Of like, oh, thank you so much. I, I I think you'd probably, you know, I wasn't watching Bombad when episode eight came out. It didn't exist. Episode eight was twenty eighteen. But like the <laughs> Kelly Marie Tran right. stuff, I feel like that's something y'all would have called out. Whereas, oh yeah, maybe being mad about spinny lightsabers. You know, maybe you'd make a joke about it, but you wouldn't spend five hours talking about how much you hate spinny lightsabers. You know, like that's the sort right. of like. I'd make a joke about it because it's funny yeah. to like the things you don't yeah, like. Yeah, that's yeah. the, that's the, that's, that shit's the funniest. Yeah. Like seriously. So like kind of knowing where that, that line is and like, you know, I would say that you guys are, are allies. I don't know if that's a label you, you necessarily like use yourself, but like as I, a queer person, I feel very safe around you guys. That's fantastic. And like in your family. I'll gladly take that, frankly. I I've got I yeah, I would gladly take the the uh moniker of ally. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And like Scotty likes to my... start the show now, guys, gals, non-binary <laughs> pals. And I don't know if that's that. just that's just silly, but it's just it's something that we're trying to, you know, like we we, we want to to make sure that you when you come to Bomb Bomb Cast is like Olive Garden. When you hear your family, okay? I, but Maybe less wine. I don't know. Maybe more. Who knows? I, I'm someone who will say that, like, 
allies are never going to get it 100% right. Like, I've I've said in the past that allies will always disappoint you at some point. And, I, I, and I'm I a very disappointing believe. person. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> I, still, I'm, I still firmly believe that. <laughs> and, like, as a white person, I try and be an ally to people of color. And, like, I'm going to mess stuff up. I'm not going to get everything right. Uh, we all have a responsibility. Yeah. When it comes to my cis straight friends who are who are allies, they're gonna get stuff wrong, baby. And like, because we're idiots, frankly. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, I think the mark of uh, you know someone who's an ally is you know they're they're maybe gonna make mistakes or maybe gonna get something wrong, but they're trying their best to be a, a good person and a good friend, and their intentions are good even if they make a mistake. And I would and say that you guys, you guys have good hearts and, well, thank you. uh, you know, Star Wars podcasting, you know, there are people who don't and that sucks. So yeah, I like your show and I think y'all are rad. Well, thank you. And I, I, now I feel like I need to pay you for that fantastic compliment <laughs> and everything, but no, I make mean, a like, clip, make a clip and, uh, so right. use it to, 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 to make some money on Patreon or something. Hell yeah. There you go. I mean, well, yeah, we, that's something we haven't launched yet as a bomb cast Patreon because I don't think we're ready for that disappointment. But, uh, anyway, um, but here, here's the thing. Like I, 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 I'm truly humbled. Uh, by your words and everything, because it is like, and and I love that you're saying that because it is like that's the thing. Like I, I feel like I'm a person who's just learning, and we're supposed to talk about Star Wars on this podcast. We so I are. Promise we will. I knew we this will. was going to happen. But though. this, well, but this I was is like, the good, it- <laughs> well, me, I feel very connected to you because because of that moment and everything. And I just, I, I, it's very, I, I appreciate all of the kindness and stuff because I, that's all I want to do. I don't want to like get a pat on the back. I just want to be. I want to be someone who can talk to whoever. And I'm again, like I think me, you both like you, like you see, you come, you, you went to seminary and stuff. I was going to be a youth minister or I was, I worked in ministry for over a decade. And I, now that I am online and I'm meeting people of different walks of life and backgrounds and stuff, you know, it's you, I'm still learning. I am still learning. I feel like even today as a 34 year old man. Um, and I want to, I want people to teach me. I want people to teach me how to be more tolerant to people, how to be kinder to people, because to me, that's what it's all about, because this life is, uh, can I say the F word? I won't. Yeah. I won't. Oh, yeah. We're a cussing podcast. You know what? This life is fucking hard. And uh, the least the least you can do is be kind to people. And, and that's my philosophy on things. That's the least you can do is be kind, because. A lot of people, there are some people who have it easier than some people, for sure. Straight, straight white people. A hundred percent. But even like everyone has something going on in their lives that is causing trauma to them. And so I I want to uh, make sure that I am. uh, I I want the, the time you spend with me in my presence. I want it to be a a good part of your day. Right. Like that's that's the goal. Not not the best. It's not going to be the best, but I, I just want to make sure that I am not, I'm not a person. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a, 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 and I'll see, I'll say the F word again. I don't want to be a fucking energy vampire. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, and there you go. That's a, that's, you're getting my philosophy tonight, Andy. Uh, you're getting, you're getting my deep philosophy. So that's, that's kind of the, I guess, uh, that's I, what it's like to be in my head a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I, I, Am I bragging I, now? I think I'm bragging now. 
You're not bragging. I did know this was going to happen, though, because I, I I love getting in the weeds talking with people. And I, I knew you did. This and is an episode of Hyperfocus. I knew we had things in common. And when Ryan was like, I'm not going to make it tonight, I was like, oh, Jerry and I are just going to, like, share our hearts with each other. We, we Honestly, yes. And you know what? That's the fucking bet. I love that's something I love. I love, and again, yeah. like I'm ADHD and everything. And, and I was just talking with, uh, actually a, a mutual friend. I'm sure, you know, Boop, Boopenheim, uh, of the nerd herder podcast and stuff. I just had her on. Um, she's ADHD as well. Um, and she, we were talking about how part of ADHD, it's not that it's like a, like, Oh, you know, it's just my ADHD, but I love to like get down into the nitty gritty with people. Like, I want to know how you are. Like, I want to know who you are as a person. I tell me everything about you. I'm interested. I know I might like veer off now and then. And I like to talk a lot as well, but I truly want to know about you. And that, that is yeah. something that, that is, um, I, 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 I try to tell myself that it's something that's not like truly annoying, you know, like as long as I'm not talking too much and stuff, <laughs> but, uh, that's just something I've always loved doing is getting into the weeds with people. And, and I love that you're like that too. And again, like you said, we have a very similar background, at least from the whole, like coming from a, a place of faith and everything like that. And, um, I, you know, I don't know exactly where I am with that right now. I'm a, I'm a little more in a, in a place of, uh, of, uh, agnosticism uh sometime baby we'll just dive into it i man you know what and maybe that's an episode of hyper focus right there because i've been really thinking about that and stuff and i honestly like you, you would love to talk with like our my mute uh, i don't know if you follow nick milky any and stuff i know he's in the he's he's in the the steam room with uh uh, uh pink milk every now and then and stuff but he is a guy who he's still a church guy but he is like a church guy who talks to me and goes yeah no i get it yeah I'm with you and stuff like that. And so that's, that's something that I appreciate about him and everything. But uh, anyway, we, we are really in the weeds well, yeah. right now. My 30, God, we are 30, in the weeds. 37 minutes in, I'm going to do the recap, okay? Welcome so. to Force Friends Rewatch, everyone, where we talk about our feelings. It's great to be here. This, this is an episode of Hyperfocus. I, I By the way, listeners, Hyperfocus is a great show where Jerry Thank like you. deep dives interviews people about like where they're at in life and like sometimes they talk about star wars but usually they they share their hearts and uh if you liked this discussion so far go over and i'm gonna plug brian's episode because that was the episode that made oh me that episode go to is brian's episode. beautiful yeah it's really good shit I, uh, I loved just like really like even connecting with him on a on a parental level and stuff like that yeah. because that's something i didn't get an experience with when i was younger and now that I'm a parent and everything, like just like being a dad is just such a anyway. I'm, I'm about to get off into listen. Yeah, like Andy said, if you want to check that, listen if you want to check that shit out, you can check it out. It's fine if you want to, right? But we yeah. also talk about Star Wars sometimes. Uh, so this episode of Mandalorian it picks up with <laughs> uh, uh, a junkyard, and it turns out that uh, one transphobe is picking up another transphobe. And they're going to help Mando break, uh, or they're going to help Mando steal some information about where baby Yoda is being kept. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm still recovering from that. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Bo-Katan isn't there yet. I'm a liar. Fennec Shand is there and, uh, Boba Fett is there. 
and he's he, he's cleaned up the armor. It looks amazing. I really oh. love the matte finish. Uh, I, but they, I think that I just about fell out of my chair. So I actually had went to see, I went to visit my parents in Arkansas when that came out because I've, I've had a lot. It's, it's I've had a, it's been a lot going on in my life recently. But um, I went to visit my parents when that episode came out. And uh, when Boba Fett stepped out, I mean, like, imagine. So my parents love Star Wars, right? And my I think my brother-in-law and sister my and my sister were there. But they were like, they're very, they love it. They're very casual. And I am getting up, walking around, hands on my head like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Look at his armor. <laughs> it's it's crisp. I really dig it. I want that black series right now. Like I yeah. want, I want it so bad. And there's different versions that I I should be able to get, but I, you know, finances and things. You apparently I have to eat is a thing now. And so anyway, that that Boba Fett matte finish though, I I about I should have brick man. I should have brick when that. It's when it's cool. Out. It's very cool. It's cool as hell. Uh, so they come up with a plan to uh, break into a facility. They need uh, uh, Boston transphobe to um, <laughs> kind of like hack into the system. Uh, space Mando, Boston. <laughs> Which planet Mando is Space Sp- Boston is what I want to know. Is Mando it, and is Space it- Boston do some war crimes to some freedom fighters. <laughs> they break into the facility they uh Mando's got to take Work his helmet right. off it's it's pretty emotional it, it, like it as a scene it works if you think about it too much it doesn't make sense the computer like why's it got to scan a random face don't worry about that it's an emotional moment it works um yeah they, sometimes they, storytelling is a great plot device like it's like we need yeah. him to do this in it and that's fine in my mind it's just to make sure you're not a droid it's it, it's it, it's like how we have the like fill in this captcha. It's just to make yeah. sure that droids aren't stealing things because rebels use well, droids I, as spies ooh. all the time. I like that. Well, like, but how- also in the Clone Wars, they have those very vivid, like very realistic uh, uh, holographic disguises. Yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 when they try to kidnap the Chancellor, and that, like, I mean, you got to think like after that, probably Palpatine was probably like, well, he kind of orchestrated that, I guess. But you think he was probably like, you know, what we got to do. We gotta have face scanners to make sure that it's not some weird hologram thingy. Okay, it, yeah. Like just it, if you want to no prize it, it, you can no prize it. It, it, right. it can make sense. Right. Um, they fight their way out. It's a great fight scene. Tons of uh, shore troopers and stormtroopers. It's all really cool. Oh, I forgot they get story. they oh, they get away and they let Space Boston leave. That's the whole episode. <laughs> do you like this episode, Jerry? Now that the recap is done, do you like this episode? I love it. Yes, your your recap that I stepped all over. Oh, I you're apologize. good. You're good. <laughs> but but <laughs> um, I not. What if I was like, nah, I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, like, we shit. talk about why you hated it, but bullshit, uh. bullshit. No, I mean, no. Um, I there's so much in this that I that I love. Again, like the first time I saw this, I was with my parents in Arkansas, and they have a weird setup for their living room. Um, they have like a tiny TV. So I'm like, stay like, I remember when I was a kid watching TV on their tiny flat screen TV. Like mm-hmm. it's like Michael Scott, you know, when he, uh, has that little ch- tiny LCD that yeah, pulls yeah, off yeah. from the, that's how it, it's bigger than that. It's like a 20, 20 inch or something. 
but I, I was like right up underneath the TV. They were all in their chairs and stuff. And I'm just like sitting there like, there's so much, there's so much in this, like the whole, uh, the prison planet, um, which don't even get me started on how the new Republic has prison planets and stuff where they're like, we're going to, we're going to make basically they're, they're it's space America. We're going to yeah, have pris- essentially pr- slaves. Prison labor is fucked. Like that's prison not labor, a good thing. Prison labor is not a great thing. It's not no, a great this is thing. Bad. And and I'm I wish that that even a galaxy far far away would realize that. But I I I don't know. There's, I, I I so I like the character of Mayfeld. Um, I I, I again that's to say like I love you, dude. You I I don't know if you could tell. I was a little. I don't know if you could tell. I was speechless because I fucking wasn't. But at first, I was dying when you started out with like the two transphobes and stuff because that's it's so fucking it's, funny. It's really disappointing because I it love. Is. I love Mayfeld as well. Yeah, I also think Bill Burr is a good, great actor. character. Yeah. Um, but Bill Burr is a pretty outspokenly bad dude like he's he is he is and it's it's not him doing yeah. a shtick like it's not him being funny and telling jokes it's like him in it's interviews. really disappointing and it sucks it sucks that he's in star wars yeah uh, he he's not as bad as um uh gina gina yeah. and like I feel like I haven't mentioned this in a while because uh, Gina hasn't been on an episode in a while. <laughs> Guys, like it is so much more than just the anti-vax stuff that she did. Yeah. Like, her it's... transphobia is rampant. Her anti-Semitism was rampant. It's a It's lot. not good shit. And so like, it's disappointing, like wanting to watch a Star War and being like, oh yeah, I got to remember that these assholes are like out there. But well, and it's that being said, Mayfeld is a really compelling character in this episode. Um, oh my gosh, it, more than we ever thought he could be, right? Which I mean, that was the whole the whole thing. I think the whole conceit with having him on was he used to do like Star Wars jokes, yeah, in his yeah set yeah. and everything, and um, it was kind of funny. They were like, "Oh, look, now he's in a Star Wars and stuff like that." But but the character became something different in this episode. And that's that's something. And again, this is easy for me, a straight white guy to say um, that you try to just look at them. If you're going to if you want to watch this as a Star War, you look at it and you go, that is not Gina Carano. That is not uh, that is not Bill Burr, though. Those are the characters and stuff. It's 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 hard to divorce from that and everything, because, again, it is what it is. But uh the character of what they do with him in this episode. I I really love, like I love the character's motivations, especially in that very Tarantino scene. And I don't know if you want to jump around too much or anything like that, because we can just talk about what we like. I, I love that Tarantino esque, uh, just table scene where the tension is so high. It's so high. the, The tension is really high. The star Wars lore they drop in this episode, like the references to other, kind of material is really yes. cool. Like oh. seeing the shore troopers here talking about operation cinder, which was in a comic book and then a video game. Yeah. And then now in the Mandalorian, like that's all really cool. 
And does then, my heart good? Does my comic my my comic junkie my my uh, canon junkie heart good? To see yeah, all this shit. it's seriously, it's it's really slick. Um, what I think is great about that scene is that it solidifies that Mayfield was wrong in the Jeep. Like Mayfield goes on this diatribe about how the New Republic is just the same as the Empire, yes, and that. What's it matter be, besides Alderaan or Mandalore? Like, where you're raised determines who you are, and no one has any choice, and everything's the same, and Mandalore and Alderaan are both gone, and what's it matter? And it's like, well, first of all, you picked two planets that the Empire destroyed. Exactly. So, like, exactly. that right there is the difference, my guy. And then, two, <laughs> uh, the New Republic doesn't have an Operation Cinder. Like, we see the New Republic fall in Episode 8. They don't <laughs> right. do an Operation Cinder. They just have Cinder. prison slaves. They just have prison well, slaves. That's it. The, the the prison workforce is not great. Prison workforce. Like, sorry, the New sorry. Republic, I apologize. Well, like, to that point, the New Republic is flawed, but it's not as bad as the Empire. Right. And, like, Bill Burr exactly. is an asshole. He's not as big an asshole as Gina Carano. So, like, everything is right. in, like, measures. Like... It, um, isn't it insane? Isn't it insane how it's like there's a little bit of it in, in everything? Um, yeah. Go, go on, go on, go on. But like, I remember when this episode aired, people being like, I can't believe Star Wars would say that. And like, this is a, uh, whatchamacallit, this is like a, admitting that the, the, the anti-Disney fans are right. By saying the New Republic is just as bad as the Empire. And I'm like, guys, but Bullshit. the character who is saying this is Mayfield and he's wrong. And the point of the episode is that he's wrong and that he even admits to himself that he was wrong. It's like when Kylo said, let the past die, kill it if you have to. Kylo yeah. Ren is wrong. Like, yes, yes. You, Thank you, you have to you have Sorry. to you have to think about how the character is about that. saying this. When Obi-Wan tells Luke, you have to murder your dad, you can't save him, Obi-Wan is wrong there. I wish that like, people would realize the that, that, that there's a point where fictional characters, just because a fictional character says something as a fact, doesn't mean it's a fact in that f- fictional universe. Yeah, That's yeah, something yeah, I yeah. think that Pablo Hidalgo has even said, but, but, but nerds can't get it through their so, heads that... Characters can have motivations in this universe. <laughs> so, um, or that they they can be liars, or they can be they mistaken, can be wrong. Or, they can be wrong wor- and fully their believe their worldview can be toxic. Yes, um, but I I, I kind of love how like you're right, like like um, uh, Mayfeld kind of goes on a little journey in this episode where he is like what he is saying is. I get what he's saying. To me, he's like a he's a very DJ character, and I know like you know a lot of those fans were talking about they don't like the, you know talking about DJ, but but uh, Mayfield is very DJ. He's he's kind of being don't join at the beginning there, but he does to me. I think he, the character of Mayfield, puts up this big badass exterior, but I think he there is a heart underneath it. Obviously, because, well, at least he had a little bit of a conscience because he was like, no, I'm fucking done with this. I'm going to I want this guy to know what he did wrong and then I'm going to take him out, which I mean, not saying that's the right thing, but just the fact that he had that. He was like, no, no, those people didn't those people didn't uh, 
choose to die. Like those people died. Uh, what was it for the glory of the empire? Like I, I bet they wouldn't have wanted to die for that and things like that. Like I, I think that he has. I think he leans more towards that side, but he doesn't want to put that out because that's the that's the nature of the Mandalorian's world, right? Uh, Mando and Boba Fett and all of them—they're kind of this—they're making a rogues gallery or, or a a an anti-hero gallery, as it were. Yeah, I feel like where it's like there's these people who it's badasses with hearts of gold, essentially, um, and they do terrible things, but. They have a conscience about it, which I guess makes it better. I don't know, uh, but but I, I anyway, I I, I don't know. Mayfield's I, whole speech in the van about how the good guys are just as bad as the bad guys, and to the ordinary person, it doesn't matter. They don't care, and right. they can't tell the difference anyway. And then he's sitting at this table across from the guy who ordered. Operation Cinder on Mayfield's unit and killed a bunch of Mayfield's buddies because Operation Cinder was the Empire turning on itself to, like, weed out the undeserving. Really, it was just Palpatine, like, being like a burn-everything order. Right. Um, If I can't have it, no one can. Very, uh, very childish. (laughs) And so when Mayfield is sitting across the, the guy who, like, killed his buddies... In that moment, he he's kind of coming to terms with the fact that, like, you know what? I was wrong. It does yeah. matter because I care. I care yes. that this guy did this to me and that he's an imperial and he did this to me. Uh, yes. And he stabbed his own men in the back. He's, he killed his own troops. And that matters to me. He, he did this to me. And now, yes. like, he's buying into the fact that his jargon, his wall was was a facade. And, um, like, it's very clear that Mayfield has probably committed some war crimes. He was Imperial (laughs) Special Commando. Like, he probably murdered people who didn't deserve it. He probably uh, did some really awful stuff. And uh, he admits towards the end of the episode that, like, he had said earlier, like, as long as you can sleep at night, it's fine. What yeah, he did is fine. And he oh, tells Mando, like, I, love I haven't that been able to that. sleep at night. Yeah. And so there's these three moments of the episode where, like, in the truck we get Mayfield being an asshole and spouting off this, like, really terrible worldview. Then we get the confrontation that, like, oh, Mayfield is realizing he was wrong. And then we get the admission at the very end to Mando of, like, I was lying and I was wrong. Yeah, and well, just it's the, a really you got to read between the lines, but it's there. The beautiful line of now I can sleep at night. Yeah, or something. It's good right? Shit. That, I think that's like, oh, man, it's this is my shit. Like, I love this. Like this and Star Wars is all about redemption and stuff. And I, I mean, I like th- this is why it, we, we talk about like, you know, like I, I talk about how um, being in ministry and stuff for a little while and everything and being a person who wouldn't speak up about things so as to keep the peace for a little while, if I'm quite honest, to where I, you know, over the last several years, I couldn't keep my peace anymore. Um, I very much identify with episodes like this where it's like it's someone who their conscience finally gets them. It's like, you know what? Fuck the system. Fuck all of this. Fuck how I feel. I, I th- this was wrong, right? 
like this is wrong and and I was wrong and I need to move on and and I'm excited honestly I'm excited and again whatever however you feel about uh Bill Burr I I I would like to see more of the character um but just honestly because this like I didn't think we were even going to get this character back right like I didn't care I didn't give a shit about yeah. him and when they were like we're going to go get him I'm like oh really Mayfeld? Okay, I guess that makes sense. He was an Imperial. Um, I would I want to see what the writers have for him. Where he goes from here. Again, and you, Bill Burr is an asshole. But uh I, I'd like to see where it goes from here. Honestly. And I I mean the way they leave it, I think he's I I think he's gonna pop back up just because the way that the the, the episode leaves him. I, I would right? be surprised if he didn't come back. Right. Um, it's it's complicated because I do really love the character. It is frustrating right. having to deal with Bilber in my Star War. Um right. I am thrilled to Peaches that Gina Carano isn't coming back. Um <laughs> I'm I still okay with the recasting of Gina Carano because I love oh, the character Cara Dune. Oh, but I agree. I, if I had my druthers, I would say recast her. Uh like recast the character, bring Cara right. Dune back. I would love if they got they a probably have a plan to play her. Oh man, um, wouldn't that I think be something that would be, for her? Oh, I man. think that would be awesome. That would uh, be fantastic. I don't think I don't think Disney will do it. I think the fact that Disney never made a statement about uh, not renewing her contract uh, was yeah. Disney saying like we don't want to talk about it. Uh, so yeah. I think they they're, just they're trying the to get everyone's back. money, right? Uh, yeah, and a so that's. Bit. That's disappointing that Disney yeah. still hasn't made a comment and Lucasfilm hasn't made a comment. But yeah. um, I think we just won't see Cara Dune again. Um, I think Mayfield's coming back. Uh, I it's it, it's complicated because as a queer fan, I'm like, yeah, I don't like Bill Burr. He's a bad dude. Uh, versus a Star Wars fan being like, but I really find this character compelling. Right. Um, uh, and I'm, I, I, I hope that he learns eventually. Like maybe I hope the real person, <laughs> but but at the same time, he's not given us much to go on. Um, yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what I think is really compelling about Mayfield too is how he forces Din to grow. Because as much as Bill or not Bill, as much as Mayfield is wrong in right, that right. we're talking truck, right. he's also correct about Mando's relationship with his armor. Yes, and Mando's code Mando is willing to make sacrifices to his code when it's convenient and Mayfield is like your code doesn't make any sense like can you not show your face or can you not take your helmet off because those are two different things and you're wearing stormtrooper armor right now like yeah Mando is willing to sacrifice his code because Grogu is more important and um I think when it comes to like religion and like Mando had said, like weapons are my religion. I'm a Mandalorian. Like Mando's yeah. code is, is a cult and he is in like this weird non yeah, it's not even religion. Right. Right. It's but, not even um, the main thing because that was the thing I remember being a big thing in the first season. And then now we've kind of, now these met Bo-Katan and everything, you know, it's like, well, okay. So there, it, it is a weird cult, a weird sect of I that. think religious people in real life too have that moment at some point where they're like, 
Oh, yes. What's more important to me? Is it people or is it these rules? And what am I willing to bend and break on? I have plenty of friends. Yes. I'll use the word who, you know, when I came out, they said, look, I want to stay friends with you. I want to keep you in my life, but I disagree with your lifestyle choices. Um, right. Which one is a remarkably homophobic thing to say. Yes. But yes. two is also like you're breaking your own rules at that point because the, like. That's a bridge that's willing to be built. It feels like. I, it feels like. I, I, I know your scripture and you shouldn't, you know, be willing to associate with me if you think I'm. I'm this like carnal sinner. Like, right. What, what, why are you willing to break the rule of hanging out with me, but you're unwilling to, you know, re-examine your views on homosexuality and Din being willing to say, you know what, like I'm willing to chuck these rules because Grogu and my relationship with Grogu is more important to me than this code. Uh, is really, really emotional. Um, and it's powerful. It's goddamn powerful. I wish, um, like my dad had been willing to do that, uh, to get very Mm, personal. Um, it sucks. Thank you for sharing that. that. Seriously. That the, the rules and the code and the, um, the system was more important to him than a relationship with me. It sucks. That's man. I just, if, if I may, I'm sorry. Um, and I don't not, like, I'm, I'm going to make both of us cry tonight. I feel like, but, uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. Cause that's shitty because and yeah. I mean, even in the, even in the scriptures, like I went to school for it. And the, the whole thing was like, even Paul, which people, I don't feel like, even Paul would be like, don't focus so much on me. Focus on like, again, I'm, I'm pretty agnostic right now, but you know, you know, like the way Paul said, you know, you, you focus on the, or I don't, maybe I'm even thinking about Jesus, like the whole, uh, focusing on the spirit of the law rather than the letter of the law. I mean, Paul would a even huge say thing. like, don't be an apostle of don't, don't claim to be a disciple of Paul. Don't be like, claim to be a disciple of Peter or, or this guy or that guy, like yes, I'm not of, of Paul. I'm not of Apollo. Some, yeah, I yeah. that's the. I think he would look at like how people because a lot of the shit that, that we deal with, I feel like, and again, this is getting very much in the weeds of we, both of us went to school to be ministers. Um, a lot of the problems come from the shit that people really tack onto with Paul. Where I think Paul would look down, <laughs> look look back, and be like, guys, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> that's. I- I was, I was giving an opinion recent. and, 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 and you should focus on the other guy. Not me. Not me. Anyway, sorry. This is, I was a- very recently on, uh, the podcast, let's hang out, which is a great podcast. Uh, two lesbians yeah. do it. And I talked about how Paul was my first bully. Uh, oh, the apostle he's- Paul was my first bully who picked on me. Yeah. Uh, but go check out that episode. If you want to hear me talk about being queer and a pastor and all that nonsense, I'm going to uh, have to check and, that and, out. And, like, honestly, the the podcast is phenomenal. Uh, they're they're really cool over there. So, but yeah, uh, it's uh, this this episode like watch rewatching it because I, I watched it once obviously, but rewatching it right before doing this like that was right. really weighing on me. And it was just like, oh damn, like he had his moment of like, no, my relationship is more important than my religion, and just like that, 
that moment of like, oh man, this hits so hard. This right. hits this this little weird goblin puppet and this the space samurai. Like, oh my heart. It's let me oh. let me emotionally like just toss my baggage <laughs> onto this. It's beautiful. That's what this is for. It's it's to it's to uh for you to see yourself in these characters and to, it's why everyone deserves to see themselves in this and, and to uh, take it and go, wow, I attach to that. I really identify with that. And it really helps me in my journey in this real world. And, and it's, it's powerful. And I love that shit, man. I love that. Seriously. I'm right. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, that's a powerful part because that's something like, you know, I, I, I to me, the most important part of my faith was, again, the relationships and everything. That was that was to me what it was grounded on and everything. And and um, I don't know. I just uh, again, I mean, it's I really had that powerful. With it's really powerful. I had that moment with with Evan of being like this man who I'm in love with. You know, if yeah, if I step forward with this, I'll lose everything. Right. I'll lose my job. I'll lose my family. Is this relationship with this person, is this connection with this person more valuable to me than all of that other stuff over there? And yeah. it was, and oh, I went man. for it and I wouldn't make that trade ever in the opposite direction. Like I'm so much happier. I'm so much more fulfilled. My life is so much better now. It was rough for a hot minute there afterwards, but uh, like I'm in such an incredible place now but I had That's that. That's so awesome. Yeah. I had that Mando moment of going, you know, am I willing to break these rules? Am I willing to take off this Beskar, which I've never taken off? Am I willing to oh, trade shit. with this right. idea that I can't put it back on? Once yes. it's off, the rule was you can't put it back on. Am I willing to like risk that and maybe not be able to wear it again? And Din said, yes, I'm willing to risk it for Grogu. And yeah. uh, like, this is the moment where he does that. Yeah, and it's I'm tearing it's up right now. Shit. I want it's you to know I, I'm tearing up in the best way. That's that's fucking incredible. Yeah, it's the best shit. It is seriously. Um, and like we've seen Din on that journey since since really meeting Cobb. I feel like since meeting someone yeah. who wasn't a Mandalorian that he felt like was worthy to wear the armor and yeah. worthy to look after Grogu. We've seen him kind of going on this journey of questioning uh, his ethic, his code. And it, it really comes to a head here. And it's an asshole who makes him re-examine it. Like Mayfield yeah. is wrong about everything. He makes a couple good points about Mando's hypocrisy. And it's ultimately like there where Mando takes off the uh the tank driver helmet and lets people see his face. Yeah. It's it's good stuff. I guess maybe letting IG eleven see his face was maybe the first moment where he really questioned it, but yeah, it's really good stuff. I love Maybe, this show. It's a good show. It's so good. And like you're, I mean, I'm even just thinking about thinking back now to uh, the IG Eleven moment where he goes, "I'm not a living being." It's it, it's it's the difference. So I think again to take it back to our uh, faith in the past and stuff. You know, uh, uh, dogma versus what your true. Uh, morality is right. Like, are you going just based on the dogma or are you uh, living by 
here here is the here are the things that I can't I can't let go, right? Like these are the things that these are things that are integral to how I feel I need to be as a uh, uh, a human being, right? Like people and, 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 should and, always supersede rules. Exactly, relationships should always supersede. Uh, in in religion, like we refer to it as law. Like people should always right. supersede law. People should always come before rules. A relationship should always be what's most important. And like, right. you know, maybe Which you I was taught that, that Jesus, that's what Jesus thought. But then also like, you know, like, well, not that, that, not that, you know, that's, yeah. that, that's where you start to get into the weeds. On that. It starts to get wrong, you know, you, you know, and like when I was a pastor, you, you know, there'd be like, uh, just to like use an arbitrary example of like, oh, well, like the rule is that students park in the back and we let the older people park up front, closer to the door. Yeah. That that as a rule makes sense because, you know, it's less of a walk. That's, you know, if there's ice, that's it's about important. People. Yeah. Yeah. But then we had a student who was mobility impaired. Right. And now it becomes a, well, the rule is they're a student, they have to park in the back. And it's like, well, well, guys, like, let's not give them a hard time. Like, this rule is not serving this student, and there's a very valid exactly. reason why we should ignore it. For the most part, people were fine with it, but there were a couple of curmudgeons, and I was like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, That's, I, there's always the curmudgeons, and they fucking piss me off. So much. Yeah. Like, I, and, I can't, and, I can't and tell so you. Like, How many meetings I sat in on going like, really? This is the thing yeah. that we're hung up on? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and when you're a pastor and you're in, or, or if you're you even if you're doing ministry, if you're in, you're pastor, if you're in ministry, say. if you're in ministry <laughs> and you're in an elders meeting or a deacons meeting and you're getting held up oh, on a curmudgeon who's just like, oh, well, that's not the rule. And like, we need to follow the rules. And it's like, yeah, but like the rule makes sense ninety five percent of the time. Like <laughs> it's not working here though. Uh so Precisely. Precisely. Yeah. Man Mando <laughs> having his moment of being like, I'm gonna bend, I'm gonna bend, I'm gonna bend. Fuck it, I gotta break it. Is is right. really good. Really good it's stuff. And so coming from good. a faith viewpoint, it, it really does hit. It really hits hard. They they wrote that and he, I mean it, Acted flawlessly as well, by oh, the way. Pedro Pascal Pedro is, Pascal is, a, is incredible, a darling. Incredible. Incredible actor. I, I'm, I've been playing this on a loop while we're, while we're talking and everything, and I, I'm at the part right now where he talks to Moff Gideon as well at the end, where he basically oh. re, re-says his words he to He cuts Gideon. a fucking tape? He cuts a WWE promo? He, cu- he cuts a promo! on Moff Gideon's ass? Exactly! Oh. He cuts a promo! It's good. Using the, there's not a lot of times where I feel like you can, where, where I feel like a a fictional character warrants saying the same basic thing that another character has said to them before, like in response, like uh, sometimes it it could play very like cheesy and like, oh, okay, uh, this is dumb. But for some reason that is, I think the best example of a time where like, you know, he takes the words of Moff Gideon himself. And throws it back in his face in the most delicious, badass way possible. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they pulled it off. 
frankly, Andy. I don't know how they pulled it off, but but the way that they pulled that off, it, um, it's, and and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Is it is it Carlos Carlos Esposito who is Gideon? Yes, John Car- yeah, John Carlos Esposito. Yes. Yeah, John Carlos Esposito. Absolutely, another sweetheart of a man. By the way, just I, I don't. I, I'm like I'm like I don't have words. He is such a good actor, and he's such a good villain. And you can like the deliciousness in which he says like every single line. The man just chews his dialogue like it's yes. filet mignon, and like it's. <laughs> I mean the, yeah, like what? What a fucking good time to be a Star Wars fan! Like, I mean, that I we're getting at the this top, that there's something for everyone. Like, yes, like we have Pedro Pascal as the lead hero and John Carlos Esposito as the lead villain in a live action Star Wars TV show. My God, can Weird. you imagine <laughs> thinking that five years ago? Five years ago, Breaking Bad is on the air. Uh, Game of Thrones, where like Oberyn Martell, like had just like tore it up. Can you imagine being yeah. told right when that was happening that we were gonna have a live action Star Wars TV show starring Oberyn Martell and Gus from Breaking Bad? Yeah, that you you you'd look at your time traveler face and say you're a liar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not possible. Yeah, live action Star Wars TV will never happen. That's not possible. <laughs> That was something George wanted to try in the early 2000s and it wasn't going to work. It was going to be on yeah. ABC. Fuck it. It wasn't going to work. <laughs> and and 5 years ago, live action Star Wars TV did not seem like something that would ever happen. Right. Right. We are Well, like, again, like I remember like that's something I do remember is after Revenge of the Sith, um there was rumors of that like that that whole underworld show. Yeah. I remember hearing the rumors for the first time and going, oh, I can't wait. That's going to be awesome and stuff. And then we got Clone War- the Clone Wars movie, which at the time, I worked at the movie theater at the time. We got the Clone Wars movie. Anyway, I'm, I'm about to get in the weeds on that. But um, to, to think that we have what we have now, I mean, we, we're spoiled beyond belief. Phil Tippett, I'm even looking, like, like Phil Tippett did the the walkers that are like, uh, uh, like the crane walkers and stuff. Like, can you believe we have what we have these yeah. days? It's it's it's, it's, it's nonsense. a good time to be a Star Wars fan. It's nonsense. Yeah, there's a bunch of assholes who who would love to ruin your day. But also, just take a step back and and look at at, at just the galaxy. I think sometimes oh, and go. I also, can't those believe assholes, we have this shit. Those assholes are such piss babies. Like the new He Man Netflix <laughs> show, fucking ruled. Right. It ruled. Yes. I'm not even a huge He-Man fan. That show slapped so hard. I wasn't and a huge were... He-Man fan either, but but I loved that shit. That was uh, my my housemate is a big He-Man fan, so I watched it with him, and it it kicked ass. And they were mad about it, and I was like, "What more could you have wanted from a He-Man show? This was incredible." And they kept everyone's stupid dumb names. Like, why are you mad? <laughs> Anyway, everyone looked like their action is, figures. This is not a He-Man podcast. Yeah, but this, is, yeah this is not I a He-Man podcast. It, I it, it was really hard. Good. <laughs> Mark Hamill was in it. Mark Hamill was fantastic in it, by the way. Which oh, anything yeah. Mark Hamill touches, the man is the man turns it to gold. So whatever. Um, anything you would have changed in this episode? Um, I mean. Uh, if I'm honest, no. 
he walks past a character who is, I think, an alien species from the from uh, Force Awakens. And at the time, I think I thought it was the first live action uh, uh, Lasat. I don't know I if you know what I'm too. talking about. Yeah, you did, no, right. I, yeah, I think that's a character who is in Maz Kanata's castle. I think that's the same species as that. But I think I would just change it to that's a Lasat. And honestly, that's the only criticism I think I have of this episode is that because there's 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 too much terrific um banter there's too much terrific questioning of your ideals um and honestly this is one of my favorite episodes because i you know i didn't also lose my shit whenever i saw boba fett for the first time in his matte painting you know when i really lost my shit what oh i know exactly the seismic the, the fucking uh time that he uses seismic charge so good oh the sound design is incredible it looks gorgeous god yeah the seismic charge fucking rules that just that it happened like that was another moment where i was up on my feet (laughs) again in front like the the, this this 20 inch tv high up above the room um walking with my hands on here like no yes Yes, like, lose, losing my shit. While I think my, I punched the sky. Yeah, I, <laughs> was, I, did, family, I did like a punch. My family, like, my family's very religious. They're still very like they're 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 very loving and still of the, the where I'm at and everything, which is I'm lucky because of that. But they uh, they the way that they were just like, I'm just happy you're happy that <laughs> that, <laughs> that that fucking uh 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 charge went off it's just it, 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 it you can't write comedy like that you really can't write comedy uh better than that so the only thing i would change is the pirates that din murders the shit out of <laughs> from my perspective yeah seem to be freedom fighters they seem to be yeah. like like a, a a homegrown rebel movement against the imperial occupation on their planet, because they're not yeah. stealing things, they're destroying the cargo. Ah, yeah, and um, yeah, I would either I about it. <laughs> I would either a have had them be pirates because then yes. Din can murder them, and it's not a problem. Like if if they're not trying to blow the cargo up, if they're trying to steal it, then that's you know, you know, Din can shoot him and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Um, I'd maybe feel a little bit because I just love pirates, but you know, (laughs) I wouldn't think that Din is doing a villain. Uh, however, uh, or I would have Din murder them all and have a line of dialogue about like, yeah, I really regretted having to do that. But like Grogu is the most important thing to me. Right. And then well, I'd it's like, be like, it's oh. like they kill or be killed almost, right? Like they were ready yeah. to blow them up because they we're, thought they were the empire, we're, but we're undercover. We got to keep our cover. Like, right. You know, I feel bad about it, but the, you know, the mission and saving no. Grogu is more important to me. I'd be I like, think oh, you're wow, right. I think a line of Din, dialogue, seriously, I think it's Din a line is, of is really complex. That adds some new color to him. Like, yes, that's, yeah. that's interesting, but it, it just kind of happens. And no one talks about it. <laughs> See, and, and I it's think like, <laughs> it's like Din, I think I was them. distracted. I think I was distracted because it was very Indiana Jones. 
Yeah, and everything. Oh, it is Especially very, the way they run over. Scene. They run over people. They the way they run over people is very Indiana Jones, which sounds very horrifying. Um, <laughs> and I mean Indiana Jones and of himself. I'm interested to see how they play the new movie because I mean, there's a lot of like you know, we're taking artifacts from people we probably shouldn't take artifacts from. <laughs> uh, hey. I, I saw a tweet that said the new Indiana Jones should be about short round robbing museums and bringing the artifacts back to oh, people man. like an adult short round and i was like oh damn what an intriguing that would be really interesting to carry on the legacy i mean even I, just to see indy struggle with at the end of his life like i really helped a lot of bad people get a hold of things that belong to good people right yeah like that would be incredible to me but anyway yeah 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 no no um, that would i want older short round to show up like i stop yeah. give it to us you cowards give it to us we want it also ma- like temple of doom is a fucking bad movie like i mean <laughs> as far as an indiana jones movie it's fine but like it's really fucking racist it's and very a- racist it's my least favorite honestly i like what, what a way to redeem that more. movie though oh man be, yeah if you had him come back yes oh man yeah and like really you, like again, have a commentary on it. It's that that's another that's another topic for another day. But like, you know, you've got like the 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 pitfalls of Indiana Jones. I mean, those movies are of a time of another time. You know, it's 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 just it's insane. So um, but yeah, the pirates, they're they're very clearly not pirates. Din can call right. the pirates and murder them, and uh right. the, the show can move on. But uh yeah, line of dialogue being like, I regret it. I had to keep my cover. Uh, you know, it would show that yeah, he still well, had some shades of gray. He had to stay alive so he could get Grogu as well. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like they were trying to kill him because they thought he was Imperial. Yeah, no, I'm or, yeah. or just have them be pirates. Like, remove the thermal detonator thing, have them trying to steal it, and then it's it's not even an issue. But right. uh, that's that's all I would tweak either either direction, line of dialogue or just a tweak of the the action scene a bit, and I think it would have been a perfect episode. I'm gonna change mine to that, right? Oh, no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, because you're right. Like I didn't think about it until you said it. I'm like shit, you're right. That that was that was very blatant murder. I <laughs> you know, but I but, love you know, yeah. I love it's, pirates. I'm a huge pirate nerd, like historical pirates, fictional pirates. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so when they were like pirates, I was like, oh, they're going to be stealing. And then they were blowing it up. And I'm like, oh, I think those are freedom fighters. Oh, shit. Dude, no. That's, no, I mean, dude. the empire is a piece of shit. And they yeah. were like, yeah, yeah, no. Um, pirates don't, I don't blow things up. Pirates right. steal. Pirates want to sell it. And pirates right. want to profit. Exactly. Um which I mean, but maybe yeah. they're like by maybe hey, maybe they were maybe the the village paid pirates to protect them, right? Like oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to make you feel better. I don't know. I don't know how to make you feel better. <laughs> it's um, all good. But so the, the, I, I will say, um, we talked about Mayfeld's uh, speech when they're driving through that that village. It plays very well. But you're right; he is wrong ultimately. Mm-hmm. But it's it is kind of a thing where it's like, yeah, no, America has done shitty things to normal people. Just like, you know, like, I mean, I mean, America's the fucking empire. And then you've got like, if you even if you have like Switzerland or whatever, who is the new republic or whatever, I don't know why I'm getting so real world. 
uh, trying to find <laughs> there, but like you, you've got like these people, like even the goodest, uh, the the goodest, even the best of uh, regimes, they do have their downfalls and stuff. But like you said, it's not the New Republic aren't fucking fascist. So uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. the the New Republic has its. Flaws I'm wrestling with this as we for speak for sure, but they yeah. they are significantly better than. The Empire, like the New exactly. Republic, did not build a Death Star. <laughs> right. The the New right. Republic did not like carpet bomb Mandalore to make it uninhabitable. Like, oh man, yeah. Like Mayfield's two examples <laughs> of like, oh, if you you live on Alderaan, you believe one thing; you live on Mandalore, you believe something else, and they're both gone, and like both sides are the same. And it's like, well, no, the New Republic and the Empire aren't the same because the Empire destroyed those two examples you gave my guy like yeah it sucks (laughs) that you're in a prison work camp that's not good but uh oh i'm sure he has a lot of thoughts on the new republic for sure yeah Yeah, especially like being a yeah being a prisoner like that oh for sure yeah anywho uh jerry where can people (laughs) find you Hey, you guys can find me uh, hanging out over at the Bombadcast, B-O-M-B-A-D-C-A-S-T. And that's the first time I've ever said that. And that played really well, frankly. I, I really enjoy how well that that sounded very melodic. So I think I might start doing that. Um, yeah. but go check us out at the Bombadcast. We do live streams every Thursday of the main show. My buddy Scotty does... Uh, game streams on Wednesdays usually. And then I do as Andy has very kindly, I think, uh, uh, I, I, I seriously appreciate the kindness. It's, it's undeserved in my opinion, but I appreciate the kindness, uh, for hyperfocus. Um, the last episode we did was with, uh, boop, uh, from boop from, uh, the nerd herder podcast. And it was probably the most ADHD of any of them we've ever done. Um, so go check that out if you want to know what it's like to be inside of an ADHD person's brain. But also, we just have conversations with uh, normal people, uh, people in the Star Wars fandom, people who do uh, podcasts and stuff from different walks of life. And just maybe we can talk about Star Wars, but the beauty of hyperfocus is I want to know what my guest is hyperfocused on. And so we uh, usually talk about just whatever they want to talk about. Um, and that is just it's it's just great to get to know people. Uh, apart from these space wizards that we love so much and these space Nazis, um, it's just, it's good to take a step back sometimes and stuff. And I, I will plug real quick. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I've got a lot of good guests coming up and stuff, so I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to date this thing, but I, I got a lot of good guests that I got today and I'm really excited about it. So check us out guys. Thank you. But Andy, thank you so much for having me on. Seriously. Thank it, you for coming been a pleasure, on. man. This has been such a uh, pleasure. I think this is proof that parasocial relationships aren't always a negative thing. Like I watched <laughs> your show and was like, damn, like this is a great show. I think I'd get along with, uh, oh, man. with Jerry. And yeah, like we really hit it and off. Look, I had an absolute blast having you here. Here it is. Um, we get along fairly well, except for what I, I talk, I talk over you, but I do that to everyone. So it's fine. It's okay. I yeah. mean, that's podcasting, baby. The baby. That's why all of us get into it because we want to talk. That's that's exactly yeah. the reason. <laughs> um, and but like, thank you. I, yeah, thank you so much for for coming on. Uh, I super super fucking appreciate it. 
Um, I have not been shy that I love Hyperfocus. I really enjoy Bombad Cast. Thank you. Seriously, uh, they're they're warms my they're heart. fucking fucking good shows. So, listeners, if you like what we do here, uh, go check them out. Um, Ryan and I are huge prequel fans. Bombad Cast, huge prequel fans. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to plug the episode with Brian from Pink Milk again of Hyperfocus because one of my that's been my favorite so far. And so one of my favorites, um, we've gotten a lot of great feedback from having Brian on this podcast too. Um, people seem to really Brian's dig that episode. So, so Brian is just amazing. Just <laughs> Brian's a sweetheart anyway. So he is. Like, you're lucky. Brian is a celebrity in and of himself. You're, you're lucky to have the man on your show. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, so go check those shows out. Um, you guys have a big charity stream, I think, coming up too. Right? We do, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention anything about it. So, thank you for bringing it up because I think I might have had one glass too many of wine to remember that I need to probably mention this. So, thank you. <laughs> but yes, we do. We have a Podathon 2021 coming up very soon, and we all proceeds from this. So, it's going to be a 12 hour stream. And it's going to be many shows, many, many, many shows. We're going to have uh, Star Wars Explained uh, with Alex and Molly are going to be doing a segment. We're going to have Broaxium, which is another. Oh, man, I, I love the dudes from Broaxium. They're just a bunch of really it's great cool people. Name too. I, oh, it's, it's so good. good. And, and they wear that with they wear that the best because a lot of people you would think they have the name Broaxium. You probably wouldn't want to listen to their show, but they're the fucking best. Um it's not just a bunch of dudes either. You have you have some you you have Raven and 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 C Stribs over there like holding things down. So good for them, good for them. But uh, man, around the galaxy, it's, it's being hosted by uh, Bombad Cast and Around the Galaxy, and it will be on those two channels. But we're gonna have like the Imperial Senate podcast. We're gonna have Blue Bantha Milk. I think is going to be doing a uh, an AI read specifically for this charity stream. So if you love the blue Bantha milk, like uh, AI written uh, star Wars stuff, especially like, I mean, you got Chris Ryan's from Broaxium playing Lando. Um, if you are into that shit, we are going to have, we are live. I can confirm. We are going to have a live read of an, of a special AI written uh, I won't say what it. I don't know if they've revealed what it is for yet. What 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 the exact premise is? But we are going to have an AI written script for that stream, that twelve hour stream, and all proceeds go to the Make a Wish Foundation, um, Tarkin's that. Top Shelf. Other uh, we got we got so go check it out. Go follow at Podathon twenty twenty one. It's it's fantastic. My boy Scotty, my boy Pete uh, Fletzer. Our heads are spearing that they're headlining that they're they're getting everything ready to go. They're doing it well. Um, and just just go check out their hard work and come hang out with us on uh, it's I believe it's November 6th, Saturday, November 6th. Come hang out with us uh, for 12 hours and hopefully raise some money for some kids to, to help some kids dreams come true, which is that's yeah. what George that's what George truly wants. That's that George created Star Wars because he wanted kids to have something. Uh, to latch on to, to help teach them good morals, to teach them uh, how to be good people. And uh, just just come hang out with us. And uh, thank you. Thank you for reminding. Thank you, Andy, for having me on. And <laughs> yeah. um, thank you for letting me ramble incoherently about all things, because I, I, I need to do that sometimes just to get it out. 
Well, this was uh, a hoot and a half. I'm very excited for that. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. That charity marathon. It's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. I'm uh, so you excited. Have some, you have a ton of great talent lined up for it from the so the Star Wars uh, fan creator sphere. So uh, I'm sure it's gonna be a huge party. I'll bring uh, some drinks myself and hang out with y'all. <laughs> uh, our listeners definitely check it out. Uh, day drinking gonna... is day drinking is fine as long as you as long as you give us money, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Like, <laughs> give the kids some money. Have have a beer. Just, just, be a just help time. us. Just help us share it for sure. Just because we 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 really want to make sure. I, I forget how much we raised last year. We raised a couple thousand last year, and Damn, this is our second awesome. year. We 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 really want to make sure that we 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 do more than that. Maybe I mean, hey, if you if you can't spread the word, maybe we can double it. Okay, let's yeah, let's yeah, do some yeah. good. Let's use this. Let's use this stuff to do some good. Well, that's going to do it for us. Follow us on Twitter at Force Friends Pod. We want to give a huge thank you to Bristol Podworks for that intro and for being our producer. Go reach out to them to make your podcast dreams come true. We are extremely grateful to be part of the Where They May Radio Network. You can get some fantastic rewards at our Patreon at Patreon slash WTM Radio as well as bonus content from Music and Lyrics by Ending Pending and Fan Fiction is Good, actually. Uh, I'm going to plug uh, one of the newest episodes of Fan Fiction is Good, actually. Uh, M from Pink Milk uh, went on to do a, like, Raylo-centric episode uh, to talk all about uh, Star Wars fan fiction and the um, kind of the unfairly maligned Raylo subsection, the sub-fandom within that fandom. But it's all about Star Wars fan fiction. So if um, uh, maybe a few months ago, I reached out to Emma and was like, hey, I love Star Wars. Uh, I'm not a huge fan fiction person, but like, what's the deal with Raylo? Like, I keep seeing shit on Twitter about it. I don't think I fully <laughs> understand what's going on. And like, she sent me some really good fan fiction uh, that I read to like kind of get an idea of it. And like, kind of like broke it down for me. Um, it's just people having fun. Raylo's, Raylo's, it's fine. But go listen to that episode of Fan Fiction is good. Emma's amazing. Evan, uh, who does that podcast, fucking is great. It's a good episode. Go listen to it. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I kind of ruined the outro there because I wanted to <laughs> talk about that other podcast on our network. But it's a hey great man, podcast it's all on about our the network. Plugs, man. It's all about the plugs, baby. It's all plugs, it's all baby. Plugs. It's all plugs. Plugs, baby. Um, it's my fiance's podcast. So, of course, that's I'm going to. That's fantastic. You know, that's he, beautiful. He, he done talked about a Star Wars. So, of course, I got to plug it. Hey, you got to um, support your man. Okay. That's all yeah. I got to say. You got to support your man. Okay. And M is great. M is a national treasure. Her her fan fiction fucking rules. By the way, she writes good sex. I'm just gonna say <laughs> it. She writes a good. She writes a good sex scene. Um, and like heterosex normally doesn't she's do it doing, for me, but M M writes good sex. She's doing she's doing the Lord's work right there for sure. It's important. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Now that I'm like bright red talking about uh sex. Nothing to be. Um, hey, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Sex there is great. <laughs> Jerry, this was a train wreck of a conclusion. I'm excited for the potathon. You know what's better than sex? This conclusion. There you go. Thank you for coming on. You rock. Thank you for having me. Uh, Seriously, I'm going to say we're we're officially friends. Like we hung out for an hour and a half. 
We're officially God friends. damn it. We, we went from Twitter it, friends it. to real friends. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> we typically end the podcast by saying, tell the boy about his parents. Uh, I'm going to hit uh, Stay Bombad because this felt like a hyper Oh. So I'm 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 gonna, I'm, I'm gonna equal hit it. parts I'm equal parts horrified and honored and everything. I'm sorry, but g- sure, <laughs> that's fine with me. All right, stay bombad, everyone. Woo, stay bombad. Oh, yeah. Where they may radio.